0: Greetings Grace Pace family and friends and dedicated listeners I'm your host A.M. Wilson And we're preparing for another episode of Grace Pace By interviewing one of our dedicated listeners I'd like to ask her a question Tell me about one of your favorite episodes
1: My favorite episode of this beautiful show Was um, the episode about uh, Peaches, Jahil, Jackson Jones,
0: Peaches Jenkins, Jackson Jones. was that your favorite episode? What was it about it that made it your favorite?
1: It was my favorite episode because it was really funny and it was also educational.
0: That episode was dealing with haters. Tell me what you learned
1: that you shouldn't that you shouldn't uh, attack people. And um, you need to try to stay calm and stuff.
0: Very good. I appreciate the feedback. And it's important for you all to know it's okay to have fun while you're learning. We're all on a journey and it's important to enjoy the process. So this is A.M. Wilson signing off and thanking all of my dedicated listeners for all their feedback. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um, I think that um the lady who told on Peaches was in the wrong.
0: Oh, that must be Janie. What do you think about that? She was in the wrong. Why do you think she was in the wrong?
1: Because... Peaches, she was just mean to peaches, and you can't be mean to people because sometimes they're gonna throw hands.
0: (laughs) Well, now we've heard from one of our dedicated listeners pertaining to that episode. If you haven't listened to that episode of Dealing with Haters, please take a listen and you'll understand why our dedicated listener is saying what she said again. Thank you for listening. Signing off. This is A.M. Wilson with Grace Pace. Greetings, Grace Pace family and friends and dedicated listeners. I wanted to go ahead and get on this podcast because. I really have something that I think is going to be inspirational for you. And it's been burning in my heart for a while. God has been dealing with me about people who are on the forefront of a breakthrough, They have been challenged on every hand and they are trying to do the best that they can. The enemy has been opposing them, standing against them, trying to prevent them from moving into the path that God has set for them. And this word that God has given me today, I want you to know I feel it so strongly. And, you know, I don't like to just come on and just say anything. I like to wait until the Holy Spirit. Spirit has inspired me and today I feel that this is a word that God has for someone and I pray that you will be blessed on today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Grace Pace. I am your host A.M. Wilson. I would like to go ahead and start off with prayer because this word that I feel that God has given me is so important. Friends and families and dedicated listeners, if you knew what I had to go through on this week to be able to present this word, and I have learned one thing, the longer that I have been walking with the Lord, when you have something that God has in your heart and something that he wants for you to deliver, you know, sometimes the enemy will bring all types of opposition against you. But you know what? I know this one thing that the devil is a liar and I plead the blood right now against any opposition any type of weapon or tactic or strategy that the enemy may try to use I plead the blood of Jesus against it right now no weapon that is formed against me or this word shall prosper in the name of Jesus father we declare and decree your righteousness your goodness your mercy and your grace oh God we just invite your presence right now in the name of Jesus father I pray that you will help me God to be a messenger that you have sent for this time, for this season, God to deliver this word on today. Hallelujah. Friends and family and dedicated listeners, I wanted to just share something that God has given men, me. He has had me to be studying this week. I have just had a burning passion for dreams. God has been dealing with me about dreams and how in our nation right now, we're going through some different things. We're going through some seasons. We're going through some changes. And with these changes, it's bringing a lot of opposition. It's bringing a lot of opposition from different angles. But I just want to encourage you today that no weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper amen the word that god has given me on today is going to be found it's a a long long story so I'm not going to be reading each and every line of the story, but I'm going to tell you where I'm going to get the contextual meaning from this particular from this particular word. It's coming from Genesis 37 and the story actually goes all the way over and finishes out the book of, of, of Genesis. It finishes it out in uh, chapter 50 of the book of Genesis and it talks about joseph and how joseph we know him to be a dreamer anyone who knows about the word of god we know that they call joseph the dreamer hallelujah and you know we're gonna talk a little bit about that today hallelujah we're gonna talk about joseph and how joseph was a dreamer hallelujah and god created joseph and you know god created him in a time where he was uh not the he was the the, the, the son. Of a wife who was the preferred wife but she was the second wife her name was Rachel and we know and understand that Rachel had a sister named Leah and the father Jacob he wanted Rachel but he ended up having to marry Leah because he was deceived by their father and he ended up having to marry Leah and then by default he, he married Leah and then the second uh, time around he was able. Able to get to Rachel, and so we know that the father he really loved Rachel. Rachel was the preferred wife, and so with Rachel being the preferred wife, God did something kind of unique. Her womb was shut up for a season; she wasn't able to bear children. So Leah, the one that was not preferred, but she was the older sister, she bore Jacob all of the children. And then after a while, uh, we see that joseph was the firstborn finally uh in jacob's old age joseph was uh the blessing that came into the lives of rachel and jacob and during that time we understand that joseph already had quite a few brethren he has his brothers and he probably had a few sisters in there but you know the, the bible talks about his brothers he had At least about 12 brothers by that time. So when Joseph comes on the scene with his brothers, you know, it wasn't his fault. He didn't have a a real choice, but he came at a time in a position that he was in. uh, It wasn't his choice. He ended up being born into a situation where there was two sisters that there was probably a little conflict between them because one was having all of the kids. And then, you know, this other sister couldn't have any. So she was probably watching this other sister's children all over the place. And Rachel was watching these children that none of them were hers. And even her handmaid started having children. And so by the time Joseph comes along, you know, um, his father's really excited that he finally has a son with Rachel. So by the time he uh, has this child with Rachel, by the time Jacob has this child with Rachel, he's so excited about it. And I'm sure that the other brothers saw this and they became a little bitter. They got a little jealous. And that actually happens in our family sometime. Sometimes we have that that sibling that comes along we don't like to say it but i'm gonna go ahead and say it because god just told me that this is what i need to go ahead and say sometimes we have that one that comes along and they may be preferred and you know we always are siblings we always tell them you know we don't believe that mom and daddy had any favorites and and if you have any children of your own you always tell them well i don't have any favorites i love all of you just the same well the bible kind of just comes out and just says that uh you know Jacob, actually, he preferred Joseph, and he did not make it a secret. Can you imagine that Joseph, this this uh, younger sibling comes along, and the father just loves him so much because he had him in his old age. And you know, he loved him so much that the Bible actually says that uh, the father uh was just really trusting in him in a lot of ways and he he really did uh favor him he really did admire him and in 37 it actually says that he is in verse 3 of 37 it, it does like the father says he he, he is his, that's his favorite son and so basically there's something else that's unique about uh about joseph joseph has a relationship with his father that he would actually we would probably call him a bit of a tattletale but joseph had this way about him where in 30 in uh, chapter 37 verse 2 it talks about how joseph he would say what he saw I'm, i'm paraphrasing but uh it says that he would bring back information uh to his father and he uh, one on one of those occasions he gave a bad report let's go ahead and read it It said uh this is a verse a portion of uh, 37 verse 2. uh this is the account of jacob's family line joseph a young man of 17 was tending the flocks with his brothers the sons of bilha and the sons of zilpha his father's wives and he brought their father a bad report about them. So it says that Joseph, he'll go and tell. He would tell what he saw. Now, you know, those um, the wives mentioned, those were uh, the, the handmaids that he he had children with the handmaids Joseph, uh, Joseph's father. Jacob had children with the handmaids. So Joseph was out and he see, he would see things and he would tell his father what he saw. And I think that, you know, some of us can probably relate to having a little tattletale in the family that would run around and they would peep around corners and they're looking and they're seeing what the siblings are doing or they're listening to what, you know, mama or daddy is saying, well, you know, one about the other and then they'll run and tell and it probably may cause a little division in the family. I could just imagine uh, Joseph's, you know, he's out there. Uh, listening to the wives talking and they could be talking about the other wives they could have been talking about Rachel they could have been talking about Jacob and Joseph hears what he what he you know he he takes in this information he hears it and he runs back and repeats it and the Bible says it was a bad report about them and so basically uh, we don't really know exactly what it was that he shared but we do understand that gives us a little synopsis about the character of joseph what we're seeing is a pattern of behavior that you're going to see throughout if you read all the way through the chapters until you get to the end this pattern of behavior is what i would call he says what he sees hallelujah he says what he sees and so joseph is saying what he sees early on so by the time and this was like when he gets to uh, he was 17 then he was saying what he was seeing and so you know joseph started having these dreams so this is to the dreamers Hallelujah. This this message is for the the Josephs out there. This is for the dreamers. We're not all perfect, right? Because everybody knows you hate a snitch. And, you know, we always hear people say snitches get stitches. Everybody knows that you don't like a snitch around. But in this particular instance, it's not always bad to say what you see. But in some cases, when you're saying what you're seeing, when the person doesn't want to hear it, it could be a problem. And let's say, oh, Joseph is getting ready to get into some problems because we see when we read these scriptures, you it's like mentioned more than once where it says we see in one verse where in 37 in verse three, it says that they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. And then after that, we see that he's trying to share his dreams. And then they said it again, they hated him all the more. And, you know, during this time, Joseph, he's a dreamer. So he is in the midst of having these dreams and he wants to share his dreams with them. He's the younger one. And, you know, can you imagine being the youngest? And there's some things that you want to say and you don't have anyone to say them to you're trying to relate but you cannot relate to people that hate you how many of you can relate to what I am trying to convey I pray that you understand that there are times when you will be trying to relate to people that hate you and you don't even know why they're hating you but you know one thing that I would like to convey is that Joseph loved, was loved so much by Jacob that Jacob actually gave him a coat. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us if Jacob did anything for the other siblings or not. But we know that Jacob, the father, loved Joseph so much that he gave him this coat. And so, okay, let's just go back. We know that, uh, that Joseph was hated. We know that people didn't like him. His, his brothers didn't like him and now we know that he gets this coat he gets this coat of many colors so I'm imagining it was a pretty flashy coat that he had that his father had given him and he probably wore it all the time and every time he wore that coat it probably made people hate him even more his brothers probably hated him coming because they saw him with that coat and you know it probably was something that they'd never had and that it actually sealed the deal on that strong jealousy factor and you know there's a lot of people that have a strong jealousy Jealousy factor. And they don't like it when they see the favor of God on the lives of his people. I just want you to understand it's not your fault that you were positioned the way you were positioned. It's not your fault that you came into the family lineage. Hallelujah. Whether that be in the natural or in the spiritual. Hallelujah. Because we have experienced hate in the churches. We have experienced hate on our jobs. We have experienced hate hate in the family we have experienced hate in so many different ways and sometimes you don't even understand why is someone so mad at me when they don't even know me but you know sometimes people can see the favor of God on your life and they can start hating you before you even speak they see it on you they see the blessing of the Lord upon you and it will make them hate you and when you innocently can you imagine how Joseph may have innocently tried to relate to his brothers and go to them and say hey I want to share with you about this dream I had. You know, he probably being the youngest probably wanted to get a little attention or he may have just wanted to just kind of like build some type of rapport with his, his older brothers. So he was probably testing the waters and saying, Hey, and you know, this burning dream that he had, he wanted someone who he could talk to about this dream. And what's interesting about this, you know, he didn't get the memo when they he tried to convey the, the dream to them once. And then after that, they didn't want to hear it. So it says here in, in uh, chapter five, uh, verse five, it says, uh, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were building sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he, he had said. So now we see first, they just hated him. But then when he started talking about the dreams, then they hated him even more. They hated him because of who he was, his positioning, and that he was favored by his father. And then after that, they hated him because of his dreams hallelujah then he says okay listen i had another dream and this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me so the 11 okay so joseph made 12 so the 11 was his his brother's And so when when he told this to his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will you, your mother actually, and I, your father actually uh, come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept this matter in his mind. So, you know, can you imagine him feeling like his father who he knew loved him, his father who he could feel the warmth from, even though he probably didn't feel the warmth and the love and affection from his brothers, he knew his father loved him. Can you imagine when you go and you share your dream to the person who you know that loves you, that authority figure that you know nurtures you and that you can trust And that they trust you suddenly rebukes you and tells you that. Are you serious? Do you really think that we're all going to be bowing down to you? So that's really refuting what God was trying to tell Joseph on the inside. We have times when we will be rebuked for the dreams that we have. We have times when people will not understand and they will not appreciate what we say and they won't understand it, but they just use their natural mind to try. To decipher what it is that we are speaking from the heart and from the spirit of God. And they are thinking through their natural mind. And it could have easily been that Jacob being the father was incited to this anger by the brethren. And so because they probably kept coming to their dad and saying stuff about he you know he keeps talking about dreams and we're getting frustrated and we're getting upset that finally the father you know Jacob probably just was like you know what now you're talking about me it was okay when you was talking about your brothers bowing down to you but when you start talking about the sun and the moon bowing down to you I know you're talking about me and your mother bowing down to you do you really think that that is what's going to happen so he may have been incited Because of the brothers and a lot of times too, we can actually begin to attack someone because of what somebody else is saying, when God is trying to speak to that person is trying to uh, share the person trying to share their dreams, and then we're coming along and trying to be an assassin to their dreams assassin to what God has for that person and so what we end up doing is we may be incited because of someone else or we may come because we uh, recognize something within what they're saying that we don't like or we don't agree with because we who likes to think that you're going to end up submitting to someone else that you don't even like that you actually hate and that is a snitch and a tattletale so we find that if you continue to read on it doesn't go well for Joseph for a while after he gets rebuked we find out that he goes through some situations but you know what I would like to point out is that we have to remember that you know sometimes when we're going through things and we have these dreams shut up in our hearts and we we're afraid to say it or we just share with with our siblings that we think we can trust or our sisters and brothers in Christ or you know people that are co-workers that we think we trust can trust or people that we you know we find that we think will be on our side in you know in the our career or whatever uh, area of life that we find ourselves in even in relationships you may have things get things in your heart that you share with your mate your husband or your wife and you just feel like you want to let them know and then you 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 think that you're part in partnership but actually they're hating you and despising you secretly because of the dreams that you have in your heart and they can't see the dream they can't come they can't understand the dream that you have and so instead of them trying to understand they just start hating on you and you know sometimes (laughs) You know, believe it or not, if you go to the end of the story, we understand the whole thing. We understand that at the time that that hate that they had. Hallelujah. It may have looked like a bad thing. But what we learn at the end is that it ended up being a good thing. So how many of you have experienced Hate? Because you know that you're favored. You know that God loves you. You know that when you are around, that you can feel the the eyes, the daggers that are upon you. You feel the hatred. You get the hatred in emails. You get the hatred in conversation. People, you can tell that it's like you're on a hit list and you don't understand why. And I want to encourage you today to try to change do a paradigm shift in your thinking about people that are hating you. Why don't you begin to ask God, what is the situation that I'm really in? How am I I really be positioned. God let me go to you about these dreams that I'm feeling and these dreams that I'm having because it could very well be that you're having a Joseph experience it could very well be that the experience that you're having is coming straight from God and it is ordained by God and here's why I would say that I, I will go ahead and go on to the next point I'd like to make that is as we saw that this hatred continued to grow between uh joseph and his his siblings it got so heated hatred is a very strong emotion and it can cause people to begin to become frenzied and when you're frenzied and you're just so filled with hatred and, and it's Stokes the fuel of anger and eventually it gets so so hot that you feel like you have to do something about it and you know basically his brothers were no different it got so bad that his his 11 brothers decided what they were going to do they were going to kill him and here's the funny thing so (laughs) they had an opportunity while uh, Jacob sends Joseph out while the brothers are out tending sheep he sends Joseph Joseph Jacob sends Joseph and he says go and check on your brothers they should be in Shechem go there and check on them so when Joseph goes to Shechem and he doesn't see his brothers then he has to do a little investigative uh, reasoning and, and you know talk to a few people and a man tells him oh they're not here they're in Dothan I heard them talking and they're in Dothan so Joseph goes to uh, Dothan to find his brothers when they see him coming and when I read it I think that they see him coming afar off and they see him and he's got his coat of many colors on and they see him from afar off and basically They're already, he keeps walking and they're already talking. And they're beginning to conspire against him. And what they're saying is, let's kill him. Let's go ahead and kill him. Here he comes right now. Let's go ahead and take him out. There are people that want to take you out. And it's not, it's not really you that they want to take out. It's that dream that you have. And the reason why I say that is because when they were actually headed to him, when he was actually headed to them, they actually said in 37 verse 20 of, uh, of the book of Genesis, they actually said, uh, let's, let's go ahead and kill him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. Did you know that dreams have a life force? Dreams can be born, dreams can live, they breathe, and they can die. They can also become sick. So what I would like for you to do is consider the dreams that you may have. Consider some some dreams that God has, has birthed in your heart some dreams that you it may be the actual you went to sleep one night and you had a dream and it stayed with you it's with you you've had it and it's just going 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 and you prayed about it and you've asked god about it or it could be this passion that God is, is just an inferred thing where you know that you are supposed to do this or that and this dream just does not go away it gets fueled you get excited whenever you consider the possibility of you doing whatever that dream is made of you get excited you feel inspired and motivated well that's exactly what that dream is and that dream is alive it is breathing it has a life and when you begin to act on that dream when you begin to move into what God is trying to give you the unction to do you're going to start feeling so alive and the inspiration is going to come from God and you're going to know that this is what I am supposed to be doing well here comes the dream assassins If they came for Joseph, they'll come for you. The dream assassins come along and they say, I'm going to kill that dream. I'm going to kill whatever that dream is. It makes me mad when I think about her doing that it makes me mad when I think about him doing that who does he think he is who does she think she is I'm going to kill her I'm going to kill that dream it will not survive I'm going to snuff it out if that's the last thing I do I'm going to snuff it out that hatred can get so deep that that's how we get into situations where you know we have those ride or die friends we have those friends that we say hey i know that they will be with me till the end i know that no matter what i'm going through they're going to be there for me i know that no matter what happens my friends are going to be there for me They call them the BFs and all that stuff and the BFFs and all that. Well, I want you to know that when it comes to God, the only person who you can really depend on and rely on is him. And I want to encourage you, if some of you are experiencing the season of cutting off those BFFs, If you're experiencing the season of the ride or die. Because what will end up happening is that ride or die will end up dying on you and severing ties with you in the relationship will die. But I encourage you before you allow your dream to die. Allow that connection or that relationship or that partnership with that person to die or whatever it is. It could be that entity. It could be that organization that you have to sever ties with in order to keep your relationship or your dream alive. You must stay connected with your dream. You must stay connected to whatever it is that God has in store for your life because that is what you are placed here to do. And you must know that it's not just for you, but it will be for others. As you read into this uh, Genesis, it's really amazing. Because, uh, you know, I remember my mother used to always say people could cut off their nose to spite their face. There's so many. When you read this whole the whole story, there was all of this hatred that they were doing. You would think that they were cutting off their nose to spite their face the way they were treating, treating um, Joseph. What they end up doing, they end up taking Joseph, throwing him into a pit. And then after that, one of the one of the brothers, uh, the older brother, Reuben, I think he was the voice of reason. And he says, hey, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in the pit. In his mind, he was thinking, we'll throw him in the pit, leave him there. And I'll just distract my brother. And then I'll go back and get him and take him home back safe to be with his dad. Because he knew that his father, Jacob, loved his his son, Joseph, and he wanted to keep his little brother safe. But what ended up happening some kind of way while Reuben was blinking, Judah sold his brother Joseph off. And so uh, when when Joseph got sold off to the Midianites, he eventually uh, changed hands and he talks about the Ishmaelites. And before you know it, he's in Egypt. The story doesn't end there. The gifts that Joseph had, remember he was a dreamer? This gift that Joseph had, the point that I want to bring out throughout this whole time, while Joseph was being in in different situations, Joseph got sold to a rich man in Egypt. And Joseph was God. The Bible tells us that God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. How could God be with Joseph when his brothers threw him in the pit? How in the world could God be with Joseph when his brothers hated him? How could God be with Joseph when he was sold into slavery? But the Bible says God was with Joseph. And one thing about Joseph that never changed. Remember earlier on when I told you Joseph always he said what he saw. And he dreamed all the time. And when he dreamed a dream, he said what he saw. And not only did when he did all this dreaming, did he say what he saw? Whenever someone told him about their dreams, he interpreted their dreams as well. So when we continue to read along that we understand that Joseph's dreaming saved him. He never changed who he was. He continued to dream his dreams, and he also began to interpret the dreams of others. We know the story about how he was thrown into jail because he had a spirit of excellence in him that would not allow him to lie about anything that was going on. So when the wife of the the man Potiphar, whose house he went to, to stay in, When Potiphar had him in charge of his house, the wife wanted to sleep with him. Joseph refused and Joseph gave his explanation as, why would I do this to this man that's been so good to me? Why would I go and do something that is so wrong to a man that has trusted me? And a lot of times we have circumstances where, hey, we can do whatever we want. And you know what? no nobody will probably ever catch us but it's just you have to live with yourself and when you know that you have to live with yourself and you have to give an account to God for your actions it's not worth it because when your conscience is going to be burnt up and you're displeasing God in the end it's not worth the risk so Joseph would not take the bait and as a result he got punished for it. The man threw him in jail, the wife lied, and he went to jail. And so while Joseph's in jail, he's in there for some years. While he's in there, you know, he meets some of the king's uh staff. He meets the baker. And you know, he meets different people and he interprets their dreams for them. And then eventually after some years, the pharaoh which he ends up in a prison where the pharaoh's uh the pharaoh's um they're his anybody he wants to put in prison this is the prison where where some kind of way joseph ends up in that prison and i can even see the connection in that how does he end up in a the how does he end up at pharaoh's house well he ends up getting to pharaoh because he got placed in the jail where the pharaoh put all of the people who he wanted to imprison so he was there for a few years. And that was a very humbling experience. How many of us go through our humbling experiences? How many of us go through the things that we don't want to go through and we just continue to Feel like you know this is not fair. We have people believing that you're out of the will of God. If you wouldn't have done this, then you would, you know, what you should just went ahead and slept with her, and then you probably he would have never known, she would have never told, everything would be okay, you wouldn't have to go to jail, everything would be great, right? Now, those are the kind of lies that the devil would try to uh, convince people to do, but we understand that's not the will of God because what does the Bible say? god was with joseph in the end this story is so amazing and so unique and what we learn is that if god is for you who can be against you because eventually we know that pharaoh will have a problem and have a dream and he will need someone to interpret that dream and here comes joseph the dreamer joseph the person who never changed joseph the person who said what he saw so Joseph, he, this is one thing I really want to make sure that everyone, you know, listens to this because we must understand it is through God's power, any blessing, anything that we have, whatever we do, whatever we achieve, it is through God. When the Pharaoh approaches him, he tells the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh says, can you interpret my dream? And he says, it is God. God that interprets it is God not me it is not in me and so we must understand it is God give God the glory give God the praise for whatever it is that you have whatever ability that you have give God the praise and the glory for it because it belongs to him all of the gifts and the talents they belong to him and he has given them to us so that we can do his bidding and in so him blessing blessing the uh, Pharaoh Pharaoh ends up placing him in charge of Egypt he's second in command to Egypt in Egypt and what ends up happening a drought ends up coming across the land a famine ends up coming across the land he ends up coming back across to those brothers that did him so much wrong and this is the part where so many people would feel like this is the time where he can pay his brothers back If we read this these the uh story he does a test to determine if his brother's hearts have been changed or not he does it a little test he doesn't come right out and say who he is they don't recognize him he recognizes them but he is used in an instrumental way during the time of famine He went from 17 years old and being thrown in jail and had all of the ups and downs, only to years later end up second in charge in Egypt. And he ends up being able to save his family from a major famine that would have wiped out all of the tribes that were to come, all the tribes of Israel that were to come, the 12 tribes, they would have been wiped out had it not been for. Joseph being placed in the situation that he was in and the hatred toward his brothers. So, the big story for me that I learned is that sometimes it's okay when people hate you, sometimes it's okay when they despise you because it may not look like it's a good situation, but it may very well be a setup. for a coming attraction and without that setup without them taking action then you may not be placed in the position that you need to be placed in so hear me my brothers and sisters my dedicated listeners my my uh, grace pace family and friends please understand Try to pray for God to put a different perspective in your heart when it comes to people who despise you for no reason. I'm still a firm believer in reading Psalm 91. I'm, I'm a firm believer in reading different scriptures to comfort my heart when when attacks come. Uh, I'm a firm believer in allowing my heart to be comforted during the times when well, you know, no one likes to experience rejection. And I believe that the rejection that Joseph experienced, I, I just couldn't imagine having to grow up in that kind of environment where it's so toxic. The hatred is so toxic. And another point that I would like to bring out is when they actually threw him in the, the, the pit and they, then they actually had him, uh, they sold him off. The way they got around it was they they had to lie to their well, they actually inferred that their brother had died. they they killed uh, a an animal and they put his coat in the blood and they sh- shredded it up and they took it to the father. and the father believed that his brother was dead. And one thing that the father said in in uh genesis thirty seven thirty five uh, Jacob says, I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Now, can you imagine what life was like after, after Joseph was gone from the, the family and the household? Can you imagine what the father was like? And the Bible says that he was inconsolable and that the other, the other children tried to come to him. And they try to uh, comfort him or they try to uh, just be there for him. And I guess, you know, it could have even been, hey, who knows? Someone may have tried to become that favorite child. But Joseph was irreplaceable. And you must know you're irreplaceable in the sight of God. You are irreplaceable. There is no one like you. You are one of a kind. And God loves you the way you are. Even if someone else hates you, God loves you the way you are. And even if, you know, some of the things that you do, others may not like, it doesn't matter because God loves you and you're irreplaceable. And you know what ended up happening was I believe they may have bought this depression upon their household that their father never came out of until at the end when he was reunited with his son, Joseph. And so we must always remember when we want to be the dream assassin when we want to be the person to assassin the dream of another, we must remember that there are consequences. The consequences that you may pay, even though we talked about it was a wonderful thing in the end, there still was consequences that had to be paid for those brothers. Because I'm sure that the, the father, he was never the same. The lives was filled with um, this overshadowed, mourning. And so mourning is like a depression, grieving for the loss of a child. And can you imagine what they may have experienced knowing this secret that they had buried amongst all of them, that they did this terrible thing that brought this this, uh, sadness and grief to their father that they wanted the attention from? Hatred is a dangerous thing. The wonderful thing is that Joseph, he ended up showing that he was much more mature as when the time came and he was reunited with his brothers during the famine. And his brothers had to come to him to get the, the uh, supplies and the, the food and everything that they would need. He did not have any type of malice toward them. And in Genesis 45, he actually says in in verse 8, So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and rulers of all Egypt. So he actually tells his brothers, it wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't you. And you know, we know that a lot of times people mean things for our bad. But we know the Bible says that all things work together for the good, for those that love the Lord. And so I just appreciate how we can see a negative situation and then all of a sudden it turns around it may look bad but then all of a sudden it turns around for our good and you know uh this this particular this particular story is so encouraging to know that You know, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And whatever God has for us is for us. And we can't be deterred by by, uh, dream assassins. We can't be deterred by haters, people that are jealous of us. And, you know, I just really want you to examine your hearts and know that If you are experiencing any hatred or people are just divisive toward you or you can feel them ganging up or you can feel them conspiring against you, please be encouraged. Please know that it may look bad, but just go ahead and allow God to have his way. When you know God is with you, there's nothing they can do that's really going to hurt you. When you know that you are walking out your dream, when you know that God has ordained your path and established your step, he will keep your feet from falling. And in the end, I would like to go ahead and pray for those that may feel that their hearts have been broken. They may feel that they need to be released from blame. They may feel that there has been dream assassins that have been sent to torment them, to torture them, to try to break them down and to try to make them drop the dream, abort the dream. But I want to pray for your dream today. I want to pray that you will be strengthened and encouraged and motivated and know it doesn't matter how bad they hate you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the praise for this word today. We thank you, God, that you are the reason why we live and move and have our being. You are the one who puts the dreams on the inside of our heart. And God, we pray that you will touch those, God, that have been experiencing pain and hurt and torment. On every hand, Father, we pray that you will give them a release in their souls today, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray for comfort, God, for those people that are hurting, that have cried, and felt that they have not had any relief. We pray for a breakthrough right now, in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, that the word will come alive on the inside of them and will begin to inspire them. We pray, God, that you. You will allow your Holy Spirit to wake up that dream we pray God that if the dream is sick God that you will give it what it needs to survive father we pray that you will just allow them God to have that life breathed into that dream to have them Lord wake up to what you have for them father and Lord we pray that you will just give them divine direction give them divine insight and wisdom and motivation to carry out the dream that you placed on the inside of them Lord, we know that you have given us everything that we need. God, and you wouldn't give us the dream if you were not going to allow us to see it to fruition. Father, we pray that you will give us the unction from your holy spirit we pray that you will give us the resources we pray that you will give us divine strategies and tactics and wisdom and direction and guidance in the name of jesus lord we pray that you will set the captives free on today and god who you have set free who the sun sets free is free indeed and we pray god that you will liberate us in the name of jesus We bless you, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to another episode of Grace Pace. And I am your host, A.M. Wilson.